Hi everyone, I am Sophia Braca. Welcome to my podcast. You had it in you all along. This is a podcast to remind you that who you are right now is enough and that you have the power to make things happen and all you need to know is what you really want and be prepared to change. Okay. Each episode I chat with amazing souls and through sharing of their stories, their wisdom, what they've learned in life, you will learn how to connect with yourself and hold the belief that anything is possible if you really want to achieve it. You will be guided to let go of the victim and villain mindset, thrive instead of survive, and really embody calm, confidence and clarity. And when you've got those three intact, you can then set those goals and you will achieve them. So today's episode, I'm super excited. I'm joined by Sue Cudmore. So I was really thrilled when she actually said, yes, I'm coming on board because I honestly think she's an amazing role model for not just women in business and leadership and executives, but also working mums and what she's done with her life is the way she's basically juggled all these different roles is inspiring and she's so down to earth. So at the moment, um, because of life's transitioned so much, we have Sue on the board of directors for the Australian Community Industry Alliance. And she's also the general manager of Recruitment Solutions Group in Australia. Sue, hi, it's good to have you here. Hi, Sophia. Thanks for having me. Before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself from, I love the story you told me when you just left university and then it was nursing and then you went from that into corporate and an executive role so that in itself is an interesting story mm. so so as as you said i i am or was well actually still am a registered nurse that was my <laughs> okay. beginning days um working went to uni studied nursing um was one of the first first years that actually of nurses that actually went to university so we were in that first cohort and you know I think that um reflecting on that that was a big change for for mm. our industry and our sector and um some of us were some of the old nurses didn't particularly like the university nurses and uh so that was interesting that was interesting so I I had a quite I uh, really enjoyed my nursing days I I nursed um in Sydney St Vincent's and then I nursed overseas in, in London I did a bit of work in America as well, and uh, I did some extra training in nursing in intensive care, near that intensive care uh, in London. So um, yeah, that was that was great. And then I came back to Australia and um, picked up my nursing career again in paediatric intensive care, where I happened to meet my husband, um, as these things sort of happen, meet people at work, and um, from there, I we worked together there in, in intensive care, and I sort of then decided that it was a time where I wanted to do something a little bit different. And I got out of the hands-on nursing experience and ended up working with um, the national accreditation uh, entity for Australia for hospitals. And I suppose that was my first foray into um, into sort of a business of such. Mm. Um, from there, I was lucky enough to become a consultant for a few years after that job in quality management in healthcare. And um, one of those consultancies led to me um, developing a partnership with 
uh, a colleague at the time and uh, we started a business called Alliance Health Services Group, which is a recruitment company in, um, in, in the nursing, predominantly in the nursing space. We also did and, uh, disability care as well. So that was probably, you know, I suppose that was my walk up to uh, the corporate world and business world. And I was lucky enough to own in partnership that business for 14 years and uh, went uh, through uh, an acquisition. So we were, we were purchased um, in two, well, five, five years ago we were purchased. Um, here I am today working for the company that purchased us as the general manager of the national of the recruitment solutions group, which is uh, a recruitment company, uh, a disability care company. We also have um, a, an apprenticeship group training organisation as well. So I've um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild ride to be honest, and and I ended up in a place where I never thought I would. That's an interesting transition. Each part and. I feel what we need to really let listeners know is when you went into that partnership, you already had that mindset that life changes and that roles change and needs change and you were willing to come out of that comfort zone and look at how do I strategically best keep myself flourishing you know in all areas of your life and be passionate about your work and I mentioned um, the fact that change is something that we experience to grow when we choose to embody it ourselves it's not something that someone can give to us and you very realistically knew at the beginning that you were going to sell that company you had that company was just purchased or evolved for you to sell that basically and that was your goal from the beginning and you were already in that mindset of change. Yeah, you know? I, think, I think that was that was a really healthy way for, for myself and my business partner at the time to to um, to consider what we were building. We we uh, we had a goal from the outset to build a business and to sell it. And um, in in having that as our um, as our primary objective, it helped us to acknowledge that to do that, we have to be, we have to change a lot. We have to grow. We have to learn new skills. We have to, uh, you know, have other people in our lives. Um, and and certainly from that experience, uh, a mantra that I still live by is, um, and I, I talk with my current staff quite often about, is that change is the only constant. And so I really mm-hmm. embrace that that concept that, you know, the only thing we really know is that change will happen. And so not to be afraid of it, to welcome it and to look at it as an opportunity for growth and an opportunity to do things differently. And I think that's personally that served me really well to keep that in my um, in my head. And um, and it's I think it's helped me navigate all the different um, steps that have or the pathway that my my career has taken, and also you know I think it's really great for um, I'm also a mother of three boys, and um, certainly it's really helpful for your parenting pathway to know that change is the only constant because we know our children mm-hmm. change you know a lot. I feel 
from all the stories that we've shared. So just a little backstory of how I met Sue. She was one of my students and um, I coached her so as well. So we'd um, share a lot of stories around human potential, human growth and that change mindset and what we'd experienced through the people that we've dealt with in different parts of our life, not just family and friends, but on that work front and in workplaces as well and what I really loved about it was we always talked about allowing yourself to be shaped by your experiences you know and being malleable um, and knowing that there's tremendous growth when you allow yourself to have that mindset that change is normal you need to normalize change we need to normalize that life isn't perfect it's like what I said in the very beginning the introduction episode it's 50% positive 50% negative and once we make that inner peace with that we're not really attached to either we just move through it looking for you know the most positive outcome or what would be the best thing to springboard us into the next phase and that's what you've done so it's like you've done a dance in life doing that so well Sue in all areas (laughs) as a mom and you know as someone that's been an entrepreneur really you you came out of nursing and went hey there's a gap here in the market I can create you know recruitment service and I'm going to grow that to sell that and now why not sit in it and then go onto boards and really have a strategic place to make a positive change for you know all the different people with disabilities and whatnot throughout Australia and it's beautiful to watch that journey unfold which you wouldn't have done otherwise if you were afraid of moving into the uncomfortable being comfortable with the uncomfortable is what you've really done yeah yeah I think I think that's right and and certainly I do I do agree that you know nothing is perfect it never will be and it's quite liberating um you know really intrinsically believing that because then it gives you a freedom to to make a whole lot of choices sometimes that they they work sometimes they don't but you don't get when they don't work hopefully you don't get too bogged down by that you just say you know you just look at it as a as a fork in the road and um, another another opportunity to re- reshape, um, you know, what, what you're seeking to do. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting, isn't it, that for me that mm-hmm. whole notion of change mindset is just intuitive. It's, I haven't read a book about it or <laughs> I haven't really thought about it much. It's just, it, it's, for me, it's just the way that I, um, the lens through which I view things and, um, I suppose I'm a, uh, my personality style is I'm a strategic thinker. I often say to to people, my staff now, the people I work with now, that you know I, I think in pictures. So mm-hmm. I, I'm a big picture sort of strategic thinker, mm-hmm. and I think again that gives me um, the freedom to to work through uh, different uh, different pathways. You made an interesting comment at the end of COVID because both of us were um, thrown into a very similar role, but on different scales, obviously, um, where we were the lifeline for a lot of people that were in isolation through the screen. You know, we're on screens literally seven days a week. And the moment that we had to do the coaching session, we just sit there and be like, oh, wow, that was a week of just giving and giving and giving. And it's more about the fact that people weren't able to relate to the, the fact that most systems get broken and we need a new process and COVID-19 was personifying that for us. 
it was showing us that all these systems that we had in processes are not going to sustain you know life and the way that we are living and watching the whole evolution now of people adapting to that new world how's it been for you in terms of managing the business managing you know all the people that you do are responsible for we, we went through this in our sessions like you are basically responsible for their quality of life and at this end how is it all playing out for you now I think it was it was a great challenge um, my, my role uh, at work was to head up our COVID response strategy and mm. um, that that encompassed looking um, supporting our staff we have 250 mm -hmm. um, staff but then in our, our recruitment staff or our field staff or our disability staff we've got over 5,000 so mm -hmm. we had to have I had to have that you know use that strategic thinking and work out work out new ways of um, getting our teams together to uh, review and consider how we approach the new world with COVID and being a health business a lot of different compliances that we needed to meet uh, we were seeing we part of our, our role was to support um, aged care facilities especially in Victoria with the outbreak so we had to be mm -hmm. really um, clever about how we made sure that our staff was safe that they got the right information how we partnered with government and, and aged care facilities so a, a lot of thinking a lot of creative um, time had to be really agile and adaptive and through that you know I had to really take a very strong leadership um, role and I suppose the, my approach to leadership is consultative. So it was about for me bringing the people around the table mm -hmm. um, regularly, identifying issues, responding to them really quickly, um, and, and acknowledging that we don't always know the answers. We're only dealing with the information that we have mm -hmm. currently at the time. Yeah, and that, beautiful. And that's, and that's okay. Um, the, you know, we were you know, sometimes daily changing changing our approach to things based on new information or experiences or feedback that we had got and you know it was a really iterative sort of evolution of where we ended up at the end of the whole you know I suppose it's not a, certainly it's not over but uh, I feel it, the peak of that sort of activity has has passed now we've got really robust systems and processes in place um, now so so it, it evolves it, it really does evolve and you know, I think if you embrace the people around you and, and understand what their skills and their attributes mm -hmm. that they have and pull the best of everybody together, you get this really great brains trust. And, and mm. my job really is just to facilitate that and to bring it to life. So, um, yeah, it was pretty draining though, actually, to be honest. It was I remember, I remember those weeks. I remember <laughs> and we'd have to squeeze in our time together like late on a Friday night because that's yeah. all we could fit into it, both of our schedules. And yeah. it brings me to another point, and we speak about it a lot, where I really feel COVID's been a blessing, not just in business but in personal and in families' lives and friends because no longer are you thinking. People are more about doing now. They've realised vulnerability. They've um, inside like the self-realisation that we are vulnerable, that there is impermanence and there is a preciousness to, to life. And if we're not doing the things that we really want to and just thinking about it, we're just living in some constricted story in our minds about what life is. And people are being braver, I believe, through this experience to 
want to broaden their perception of who they are and how they relate to people. I, I think you're right. I, I do think you're right. I think it's um, it's it's been a time for a lot of people to really sit down and evaluate. You know, what are they doing? Why are they here? What's what's mm. you know, is this is this as good as it gets? Um, mm. You know, there's some of the questions that I think people are asking and and having the space because there's been no you know with the, with the restrictions. Um, We've actually had more time on our hands, really, in our home spaces often, mm-hmm. to be able to to be able to do a bit of that sort of self reflection. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where we land. Um, Post COVID, yeah, yeah. So, I yeah. agree, and yeah. And the next thing I wanted to touch on as well was you talk about your personal toolkit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah elaborate on that a little bit more. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So, so with that mantra that I sort of told you about, where you know change is the only constant, um, I I sort of have this personal toolkit, for want of a better word, of, of things that I think are really important and way things that I use, I pull out to to help me um, adapt to change or or just to to hopefully be as um, you know, to, to be the leader that I am, hopefully. I think it's really important that in your toolkit that you um, you have an inquiring mind, that you're looking, always looking outside of yourself. You're asking questions, you're probing, you, you know, you're interested you, and you, you know an inquiring mind mm-hmm. will encourage you to do things you've never done before. Um, certainly I learned through business in particular, you know, how, how does a nurse know how to, work out a website you know there were so many things I was, you know, I was a nurse who was a CFO a marketing expert you know mm. a whole range of a whole range of things I certainly didn't know how to do those and I certainly just did a lot of research and asked a lot of people and you know got there mm-hmm. so you know through having that inquiring mind and that ability and yourself that self-belief that you can just give it a crack um mm-hmm. you know I think that's really important to have in, in your in your toolkit I think um the other thing I think you really need, well, it's supported me, is having motivation and desire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't, you either have it or you don't, I think, in, in many respects. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't force people to have it either. So mm-hmm. I have, uh, obviously, I've had high, I have high motivation um, or I have a periods, but it's also uh, reasonable to expect that it'll peak and wane depending on mm-hmm. where you are in your life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when I had young young kids, motivation was different. It wasn't necessarily about the business as much as it was about getting through the day and getting them fed and into bed. Um, but you know, you, you need to have motivation and desire. I think that's really mm-hmm. uh, really important. And that's sort of the third thing that um, I live by is that notion of critical thinking. It's always challenging, always asking those questions, uh, you know, what's the next, where's this taking me, why am I doing this, um, what can I learn from that other person, what's, you know, they've, they've brought something to the table, what have I heard in their message that I can apply to my scenario or my situation and sort of constantly sort of critically anal- analysing things to see, you know, is there, is there something I can learn from this and, and hopefully interpreting that back into your experience. That's the sort of things I... I like to keep in my toolkit to, um, to, you know, 
to to guide how I sort of navigate this path. It's also not just so much the path in business, but it's your path as a parent, your path as, you know, navigating your life as Sue. Like parenting is one category, but there's so many more other elements to Sue that's beyond the executive and the board member and the parent. So I think these points, these three points in your toolkit is something we can use for all the other, there's 12 categories in our lives, as they say. So it's something we can really use in each category to it, 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 you're right it does apply something I've been thinking about lately which I'm not very good at I need to get more hobbies so I'm, I'm <laughs> and I did I, I actually I can play the piano and um I did a couple mm-hmm. of years back go back and have lessons and sort of re mm-hmm. you know re-got myself on that on that path so I'm looking for the next sort of hobby so I think you know, you know again having that inquiring a mind about okay well what am I going to do I'm going to do something like you know I'm going to am I going to pick a new instrument or you know am I motivated to do it you know how am I going to fit in practice and critically thinking well you know is a trumpet really you know something you want to have around the house or should I pick a flute I don't know you know and who else in the house might want to play it and create noise and if that noise will be really livable yeah, I know. So, silly. It's a silly example, but I, I suppose, yeah. They, it's a perfect uh, example. It's, it shows how it works in yeah. every sphere. Yeah, it's beautiful. In terms of, um, I love legacy. You know, I really feel that purpose is something that you have as a mindset mm-hmm. because you want every day to be purposeful. You want to jump out of bed in the morning into your life and have purpose. It's something that you choose. It's something that you can't be given. You've got to choose it. I really believe that but then along with purpose there it's tied in really um intensely with legacy because there is something that you desire innately to see that you've left behind that's made the world a better place than when you first arrived what would yours be I think yeah I think I'm really I'm really proud of the disability business that I've built and I think why um and and the staff that you know that support that and the services that they deliver and I think for me it's it's about my legacy hopefully is that I've helped people have a better experience of their life and mm. that, so I think that's that and maybe that comes back to being being a nurse and some of those sort of core values mm. that I've had around that but I think you know if I know that I've I've helped people um with a disability shape a, uh, you know a life that's more fulfilling or you know you know, just help them get out of bed. It doesn't really matter. Um, you know, I think that's that's something I'm really proud of. But the other and the other thing I'm really working on at the moment, because being a, a woman in business, it's it can be really challenging. We don't necessarily mm-hmm. get the opportunities that um, that some of our, our colleagues have got for numerous reasons. And I think you know, my legacy, hopefully, uh, which I've been working on uh, more recently, especially through COVID, is 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 about setting. Through my actions and through how I um, I behave and I operate, being a role model to to uh, women in in the workplace and and to other mums, you know, women who are working mums as well, yeah. about mm-hmm. how to try and make, navigate, um, you know, a successful or a career um, in in you know still quite a male dominated uh, commercial sort of world landscape that we we live in. So I think. That's that's really what I'm I'm working on now in terms of my legacy. I, I hopefully I'd like to be remembered as that really great um, that really great manager who who you know who taught me skills 
just by doing her job. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? I, I, don't know I do I, exactly. No, you have explained it and expressed it really well. And I feel it's also the energy that you give to the person through the way that you relate to them. It comes through your authenticity, Sue. That's why I connected with you from first on. It wasn't really, you know, trainer to client relationship. We just really yeah. honed in on a very deeper level immediately yeah. because the energy that we gave to each other was authentic. It was genuine. It was all about wanting to inspire the other person to get the best out of themselves no matter what. And that is something people don't have around in their environment every day. No. You know? And that's what you do. That's what you do. The minute you wake up in the morning, Sue, whether it's your family or your work colleagues, or you come in and do a class or whatever it is that you do, yeah, 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 you're right. People there, and I forget that because again, <laughs> maybe just intrinsically in my my makeup, but um, yeah, I think I think that's that's what I'm that's what I'm working on. We're always see, I'm always changing, seeking to. <laughs> different <laughs> it's also being in aware that you are a work in progress yes definitely definitely and it's okay I mean I, I love it when um clients go to me oh well so do you do all this and I'm like no I've got issues too like anybody else in room for improvement I said my might nail the food and the movement and the mindset on most days but it's my sleep and that's the thing you know for other people it might be cigarettes for other people it might be you know their their victim dialogue that they get thrown into when they're quite pushed to a certain space you know in an interaction or a situation so yeah and I feel it's just realizing you're just a work in progress and you'll do better the next time and that's all there is to it you don't need to give it any more energy than that yeah. No, no, and it's quite, I find it's really liberating to be able to say, I don't know. And yeah, <laughs> I'll get back to you. I'm just going to go find out a little bit more about that. Well, yeah. thanks, that was really interesting. And, and often I go, wow, I've really got to look into that. Or it really intrigues you, like it genuinely does. And you go, oh, that's my new word or concept for the day. And you yeah. kind of you know, squeeze it in before you go to bed to find out more about it. And that's the joy of being alive, Sue. Yeah, that's, that's it. And and then that's when those situations, for me, uh, I think that's when things evolve. You know, you'll be presented with a situation or a question or a circumstance and you don't know the answer. Um, and then you sort of, well, I, what I do, I mull over it. I, I seek out, you know, bits of information. Mm -hmm. I might ask people. I might do a bit of reading. And then mm -hmm. it sort of tends to, you know, craft in your mind and, you know, it evolves and you ask a bit more and you do, you know, use your critical thinking, all those type of things. Eventually, you come out with some sort of resolution, um, and yeah, I think it's really healthy to let things evolve, let things mature. Um, you don't need to know the answer to everything straight up. Um, yeah, I think you you become it's a better output if you spend some time just sort of sitting with with things that are a bit challenging. I think. Yeah, sitting with the feeling that it feels awkward. It doesn't feel um, something that you're able to relate to deeply. Yeah. And knowing that I've known like now at this stage of my life that all those moments have been strategically placed because it's like giving you the next step. It's saying, yeah. okay, well, this is the next thing that you have to do for you to evolve and to grow and to be, you know, the higher version of yourself. So now I look at it going, all oh, right, so this is the next step. Got it. So it's then managing your time to work out how you will go about learning more about that or initiating 
um, more conversations around that or how do you embody that in your day-to-day you know dialogue or rituals and or in a business situation how does it get applied in the business so sometimes it's literally a gift you know yeah and you know what the more you embrace that uncomfortable feeling or that mm-hmm. awkwardness the easier it becomes too it's like everything <laughs> you desensitize yourself to you just know what it is you'd say okay well this is yes. just something this is something i need to look at or this is a crossroad or you you mm-hmm. I, I, not that you can't, can't um, compartmentalize it but you identify it for what it is and you yeah, don't, exactly. you, know, you try not to take it personally you don't you know don't judge yourself on it um no. And, and you just, as you say, you use it as a time to say, okay, this is a trigger for something else. And that's... Exactly. It's a catalyst. Yeah. It's like, yeah. That brings us to the sparkles of wisdom. Oh. This is my favourite bit because these are questions I love when I hear other podcasts. I've been listening to them for years and years and years. And I thought I'd put together four at the end of every episode that every guest will answer. So first question, what are you grateful for at the moment? Uh, well, uh, my family. I mean, I think I'm, mm-hmm. I'm super blessed. Um, I have three teenage boys, very fun um, times and a husband and, yeah, my family, my dog, my my garden, you know, the simple things. And I think that's what COVID has has enabled me to have a bit more time just to to sit back and, and say, yeah, that's, I'm grateful for that. That's beautiful. You appreciate it in all its fullness. Yeah. yeah. What is the most life-changing book you have ever read? Or several, because you're like me. You've got tons of books that you read in one day. I have, I have a big, I have, I have a lot of books. I like, And I like actually a physical book as opposed to an e-book. You know, mm-hmm. type of thing. So, mm-hmm. so I, don't, I don't really have one. I have a genre, I suppose. And, mm-hmm. and I get teased about it on my teenage boys, but I, I love, <laughs> I, I love a, 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 a historical fiction uh, mm-hmm. with a with a strong female character, so it's really easy at Christmas. The boys always you know know what to buy me, but at the moment i'm um I'm reading about Nancy Wake, who was an Australian who was living in um in in France, and she was basically a spy and um in World War two mm-hmm. yeah. helping people escape you know the, the the terrors of World War two and the other book I've read recently was a book on uh, Mary Antoinette. Um, mm. you know those those type of you know historic I love I love the Tudors you know <laughs> I think I'm a bit of a dag but um, I think the the theme is that there's strong historical there's strong women in challenging environments you, you know sometimes I think god it's, it's it's hard being a woman in corporate world sometimes with all these men but gosh if you were in the if you were in you know the Elizabethan times it was a lot harder then so I, I find it really interesting that that type of um you know learning from from those type of books I completely um agree with that it was only actually yesterday in a conversation with one of my classes I said really look back at history COVID's nothing compared to several years of war and having nowhere as your yeah. home and not knowing where your meal was coming from and literally having to hide who you are, your, you know, your heritage, because that was enough to cost you your life. Like, honestly, we're dealing with a few little issues around how we manage the way that we do germs, you know, yeah. essentially. <laughs> and there's a few of our privileges that have been taken away and it's like, come on, you know, yeah. we still have a home. We still 
have the technology to do amazing things within the home and we still have nature around us that's free and it's safe you know um yeah so i feel history we need to really bring that into our forefront more often to put things in perspective yeah Yeah. it is amazing it is yeah yeah I, i do enjoy that part of it as well yeah and then now the next one i'm intrigued by this one what is your essential self-care ritual the one thing you always do no matter what for you you know it's it's changed over the years mm-hmm. the one thing as i'm getting older the, yeah. <laughs> like the way you said that like, <laughs> i really am but i want to say that but it's happening <laughs> yeah the thing in the last few years that i've really committed to is getting enough sleep i know it sounds really bizarre like it sounds really simple but it is so important like getting really it is the one thing i'm really committed to getting enough sleep and i, I suppose i've come off the back of many years of only having six hours sleep and mm-hmm. um you know I can't do that anymore. I can't burn the candle at both ends anymore. I used to. Um, and, you know, I just function so much better with more sleep. So that's that's the thing I, you know, I really work at. And, um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that would be another episode where I bring in a few different people around sleep yeah. and how, yeah, that's definitely something that is a common point for most people that we're in the boat of not getting enough. So we need to sort of hear about how do we make that transition to getting enough? Yeah, I, I love that. Now, the fourth one is having arrived at this stage of life, what piece of advice would you give to your younger self? Mm. I think I would give my younger self um, a couple of, um, you know, a pat on the back and, and you know, a bit of a, a kind um, hug around the shoulders to say you know what you've got this you can do it um you've got the ability just go for it uh, and don't give up and the perseverance will will take will you know will be worth it I think um I think back you know when I was younger it was like I think I had this this notion that um Mm -hmm. you know I, I can do it and and I did I pushed through a lot of stuff I taught myself new things um, but there were lots of times where it was really difficult and, you know, I wanted to give mm-hmm. up and, um, mm-hmm. you know, I had a lot of self-talk. I remember numerous times when I had young children and I was running the business and, you know, I'd be in the shower, self-talking myself to get out of the shower and get to work, you know, just get through the yeah. day, just get through the day. And I think, you know, on the other side of it um, now, you know, I would tell my younger self, you know, you've got this, You'll it'll work, just keep keep persevering don't give up and I think that's really important that you know I think we are in a world where people sometimes want things to happen really quickly um Mm -hmm. delivered to them as opposed to sort of going out and seeking them um but you know at the end of the day it's hard work and perseverance they're the two most important things that that you know you need to have also in your toolkit to to really achieve those longer term objectives has to come from you it never yeah. lands on your lap mm. yeah that's that's a huge realization in itself and that's when you start to want to make things happen from within yourself yeah and that's when you get that hunger really it's a real guttural hunger to want to do each day the best version that it can be regardless of what it is that is in front of you whether it's that situation that's a negative um, scenario it could be you know around grief loss or it could be a positive scenario where 
it's birth of a child or, a, you know, yeah. a birth of a new business, whatever it is, you just have that desire and hunger to make the most out of that experience rather than choose a suffering of something to take away from feeling the fullness of it all. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think you, you need, to, it's okay to have tough days. And mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, definitely. But, but like most things, it will pass. So, you know, you just need to just have, you know, be that perseverance is, is really important so that you can, you know, you can get through those tough days and then you, you come to a really great day and you're going, oh, this is pretty cool. Exactly. <laughs> and in those tough days, right, just have a, I like to, um, what I've learned from my life coach is give it a time yeah. rather than, and then feel it out, accept it and feel the feeling and then let go of the story and let go of needing to bring it back up and suffer on the story that you've brought back up into another moment that's a few days down the track or a few years down the track. And yeah, you don't want to suppress it, but let it come up, feel it out and let it go. Yeah, that's it. Let don't, it go. don't hold that's And that is a, a bit of a, um, a trap that, and I have over the years fallen into that trap on occasion, quite a few occasions probably where I haven't let it go quick enough. And mm. then it become then it becomes a negative energy, um, and it, mm-hmm. you know it's really protect it really stops you from sort of moving forward. So yeah, own it, identify it, own it, get cranky with it, whatever you need to do with it. Yeah, release hopefully. Um, and I think that's I could have done that better over the years, and I'm still working on that too. But also it embodies that whole concept where you're talking to your younger self anyway, and saying you've got this because you now know that you've got it, even if it is that day or you're in the middle of that, you've got it, whether it's that scenario or the other end of the spectrum where it's something fabulous, not to be too attached to that either because you ought to realise it's all just going, it's moving through. It's not going to stay that same resonance. And that's what I feel you've got this personifies for me when you say that. If I was to hear it as a listener, that's how I would interpret it as for me. Yeah, you've got this Yeah, no matter what. Yeah, so thank you so much. It's been amazing. It's been awesome. And I know that this podcast will reach a lot of women um, listening in and give them some words that are key to being a catalyst to changing the way they're feeling out their thoughts, what emotions that they're bringing to themselves through their thoughts and possibly being kinder on themselves and wanting more for themselves you know, and um, giving themselves permission, knowing that there are women out there who are doing this and you can do it too, you know, and just sharing that positivity in that sense. So pretty much we'll just um, let the listeners know that in the show notes, Facebook and Instagram, I'll have all of Sue's um, personal toolkit, those three points, um, as well as her mantra. For those of you that really love the podcast and you want to support it financially, just visit the Patreon page for more details. So a few dollars a month um, helps me to continue to provide these amazing podcasts for you. The Patreon link is also in the show notes. And if you love today's podcast, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode or you can share it with your friends. So we've got Apple now and Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast from. So look forward to sharing space with you all again. I'm your host, Sophia Vraka, and until next time, remember always, you are loved, you are love, be love.